Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. As an Alliant Energy representative, I really enjoy helping businesses save. Today, I visited a business that asked for a free energy audit. After walking through their facility, I let the customers know how much money and energy they could be saving. Plus, I gave them an action plan detailing how to improve their energy efficiency. I showed them how they could save even more with rebates from Alliant Energy on equipment upgrades. If you are interested in saving energy and money, schedule a free energy audit at AlliantEnergy.com slash energy audit. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. Okay, we're live, but we do have to let the stream breathe just for a second. We've got to make sure our Facebook keeps are on here with us. Bear with us just a second here. And we're good. Welcome in, everybody. And happy Thanksgiving to the Huddle Up podcast presented, as always, by Mile High Huddle. It's powered by Overtime Media. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. With me, as always, my partner in crime, whether it's a a weekday, a weekend, a holiday, you know him, you love him. He's trusty. He's tried and true. He is Zach Kelberman. Zach, first things first, dude, how was your Thanksgiving, my friend? It was good. It, it was uh, it was relaxing. It was nice to turn off, as you know, Chad. Turn off the writing. Turn off the working. Kind of decompress and kind of enjoy football and and the food. So I had a good afternoon. Uh, I kind of was spoiled a little bit by having to watch that Cowboys game, but it's always my favorite holiday every year, regardless. Even in the pandemic, I hope yours was very happy and joyous as well. I tell you what, it was a uh, yeah. I mean, right now. We're, we're going a little bit later tonight. Obviously, we usually go live at uh, 6 p.m. Mountain Time. We're going later tonight because my family's, let's just say our dinner menu ended up being, uh, we bit off more than we could chew. It took longer to get it all together. and So I am stuffed, dude. I'm seriously just absolutely stuffed. But it's been a great day just kicking it with family and enjoying uh, football and, and great food and looking forward to this opportunity to to talk with Zach and to talk with you guys. So, Thanks for joining us. But, you know, like we said on last night's podcast, Zach, and happy Thanksgiving to each and every one of you out there in yes. uh, in our community and Thank in Broncos Country Holden. All you guys, Kenneth, Kevin, it's good to see you, Toy Mafia. Um, but, you know, like we said last night, we could take Thanksgiving off, but it is a, a work week, so to speak. The Broncos have business. The Broncos didn't take today off. They practiced, and there's a, a formidable opponent coming to town uh, this weekend in the 8-2 and two Saints. And, Zach, we're uh, we're going to get into the mailbag because we are your football priests, and each and every week we love to offer you the absolution and answers to your burning Broncos questions. So whatever's on your mind, you might be seeing through a haze and a fog of food and whatever, perhaps sugar and pie and adult beverages might be uh, you might have imbibed at this point. We'll get to all that here in a second. But Zach, the Broncos had a little bit of a scare. They w- yeah. uh, learned as of four a.m. this morning that their backup, one of their backup quarterbacks, Jeff Driscoll, had tested positive for, let's just say, the virus, and 
It concerned a lot of people for obvious reasons. You worry about anyone who contracts the bug, even though he's currently symptom-free and didn't even know he had anything. But you worry about Drew Locke. Did that get to Drew? Did it get to Brett Rippon? Did it get to Blake Bortles? According to Vic Fangio, they did the contact tracing. Based on the rules, the Broncos are good, but still something to, something to watch. Yeah, this is going to be just it's, – it's an ongoing theme of the season. You just saw what happened with uh, the Ravens. Lamar Jackson actually contracted CV, so that team is just being decimated right now uh, with the virus. The Broncos have done a, a mostly good job. We know the Shelby Harris situation, Don and Tell and all that. They've done a mostly good job when there is a positive case, contact tracing and quarantining and doing everything they have to to abide by the NFL rules. Hopefully uh, – you know, first of all, I hope Driscoll's okay. I always say health is more important than a game, so I hope he's okay. But uh, hopefully it didn't trickle down into any other Broncos player and no other Bronco was exposed to him. But right now, as we know, the game's still on. Everything's good. I want to uh, read to everybody here what Vic Fangio said as far as assuaging everyone's concerns about Drew and about Brett on whether or not there was any concern that the other QBs would be affected by Driscoll. Quote, no, no. The other quarterbacks were only on their minimal amounts, like two minutes and some seconds, four minutes. That's over a three- or four-day period. They thoroughly checked those guys that were on the two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, came back and said nobody else needs to go on the list, and they cleared us to have normal activities and a normal practice today, close quote. So the Broncos did have a practice, but let me give you some context what he's saying there about the minutes. My wife, for example, she works at the school that our, our kids go to, and with regard to uh, contact tracing. If if a, if if a kid or a teacher or whatever tests positive for the bug, they got to go back and look at the security cameras. And over that, they have a certain point, like whatever they know they were they were positive. Anyone that they spend over a twenty four hour period, a cumulative fifteen minutes with, that person has to be going to self isolation and quarantine. Now the Broncos are currently in uh, what do they call it? intensive protocols for the for CV. And so that has, I think, kind of saved him in this case, Zach, because that since the season started, when they walk in the building, they have to mask up, they have to maintain social distancing, and all that stuff has been great, but it's they've really had to double down on that uh, over the last 10 days or so since the NFL actually kind of went, I don't know what you'd call it, DEFCON 5 on terms of their protocols. Yeah. So they've been a lot more strict, and we can only hope at this stage that indeed – Based on the contact tracing, Drew Locke is is uh, okay in terms of he's not going to end up also you know testing positive or anyone else in that locker room for for that matter. And from a football sense, and I hate to say that it's going to come off insensitive, but you're happy in a sense that you know it's Jeff Driscoll the one being exposed right now because if there's a positive test, if he actually contracted the virus, he has to produce a series of tests before he can get cleared to play, and that wouldn't happen going into Friday now. So if it was ripping the backup or lock the starter, it would obviously cause problems. Again, I hope Jeff Driscoll's okay. I hope he, he beats it fast. I hope he recovers. And as we know right now, Chad, it has not spread uh, throughout the locker room, which is good. We will get to a few more topics that Vic Fangio addressed today, including the uh, practice participation report. Get your questions ready. I mean, if you do have questions on your mind, get them ready. We'll get to those here in just a minute. First, we do got to take care of some quick matters of business. Yes, tonight's live stream podcast, as it always is, is brought to you by sportsbetting.com. Broncos country, as you well know, gambling is now legal in the state of Colorado, but here's what makes sports betting a no-brainer for sports fans like you. Sharp odds and low juice. In-house bookmakers, they're not a third-party provider. They have reduced juice, 
juice, the best prices, hassle-free bonuses with a one-time rollover. That means the bonus money is yours after you bet it one time. Big difference here, whereas other sites range from five to 30 times. You keep it after one time. After Also, 24-7 live customer support. When you call them up, when you contact sportsbetting.com, you are always getting a real live person in the U.S., never someone overseas, never a robot, always a real person. But here's the kicker to remember. At sportsbetting.com, you get a 100% risk-free week of sports betting up to $1,000. Not just one bet, but all of your bets. Play for a week, and if your losses exceed your winnings at the end of the week, sportsbetting.com will cover a 100% of the difference up to $1,000, again, with a one-time rollover. So head on over to sportsbetting.com slash milehighhuddle. That's sportsbetting.com slash milehighhuddle and capitalize on a risk-free week of sports betting up to $1,000. All right, guys, a couple really additional, uh, really quick additional matters of business, and then we'll dive in. Get your questions ready because – Tonight's episode, because it is Thanksgiving and and whatnot, is going to be a little bit shorter than it might usually be, and we're going to have to stick to that this time around, gang. So get it. Let's front load any questions, any topics you want us to dive into. We'll make this really quick on the matters of business. Follow the pod on Twitter at Huddle Up Pod. While you're at it, follow the main account at Mile High Huddle. My partner Zach Kelberman at Kelberman NFL. Myself at Chad and Jensen. Check out the merch store, gang, when you get some time, huddleuppod.com, and get your swag on if you'd like to get a football priest hat or a T-shirt or an MHH hoodie or trucker hat, uh, mugs. There's a little something for everybody. It's another way to support what we're doing here at MHH. And also our Facebook community, if you'd like to become an official supporter, just click on the big blue button on our page, and you're in like Flynn. We really do appreciate each and every one of our Facebook supporters. It's like being a super chat superstar, but on Facebook. And last thing, if you're not able to do any of those things, it's all good. Please, though, these three things is within the power of each and every person watching or listening to this podcast. Subscribe, number one. Number two, like this video. And then if you think Zach and I are doing a good job, share this video out there. That's number three. Help us continue to grow and reach new like-minded Broncos fans just like you. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Getting that just right temperature or getting an energy efficient appliance. It's not only about making smart changes today, it's about creating brighter tomorrows with simple steps to save energy. Plus, you'll help protect the environment for years to come. A better world for you, your family, and your community. Get started with rebates and discover what energy efficient choices can help you power what's next at AlliantEnergy.com slash rebates. Broncos country, listen up. Coors Hard Seltzer is not your average seltzer. Rooted in Coors' long history of sustainability is a brand inspired by a generation that wants to do good in the world with a mission to restore America's rivers. Coors Hard Seltzer right now is launching the world's easiest volunteer program. Never before has it been as easy and simple to make an impact and make a difference in this world. So whatever you're doing, here's how it works. By simply cracking open a can of Coors Hard Seltzer, you're volunteering. 
Our waterways, gang, are at risk. 80% of America's rivers are drying up. But through a partnership with Change the Course, Coors Heart Seltzer is helping to protect and restore America's rivers. The way it works, each 12-pack of Coors Hard Seltzer restores 500 gallons of fresh water to U.S. rivers and the communities that depend on them. The results? One billion, that's billion with a B, gang, gallons of water restored to 16 river basins across the U.S., including the Colorado River. And that's just year one. Four refreshing flavors, one cool cause. Enjoy naturally flavored black cherry, mango, lemon lime, and grapefruit. And the specs are in. Coarse Hard Seltzer is 4.5% ABV. And Zach, it's only 90 calories. Chad, I got to be honest. It's always good tasting a Coors Hard Seltzer, but it just hits differently after the big Broncos upset of the Miami Dolphins. It's crisp. It's refreshing. It tastes good. And also leading him into my Thanksgiving celebration, Chad, it's even that much better. You heard it. So join the world's easiest volunteer program by simply drinking Coors Hard Seltzer. You can volunteer to restore America's rivers. You buy Coors Hard Seltzer. You help restore 500 gallons of water into America's rivers. It's serious. It's that simple. Visit CoorsSeltzer.com to find a Coors Hard Seltzer near you. That's CoorsSeltzer.com. For every 12-pack sold through 831-2021, Coors will purchase services from Change the Course to restore 500 gallons of fresh river water. Details at CoorsSeltzer.com. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. All right, Zach. Um, John, whatever. Uh, let's, let's, let's get what's on people's mind here. It is the mailbag. Kenneth Booker, one of our superstars, jumping in. Appreciate that. Thank you, my friend. It's good to see you. I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. He says, everyone's favorite side, I got cranberry celebration. Hmm. My favorite side for Thanksgiving is a f- old family, uh, an old family recipe. It's called rice dressing. So it's not like you think of like traditional uh, uh, dressing for um, or not stuffing. I was going to say, you think of traditional stuffing, it's like that, except it's rice, and it's just a little bit different. But rice dressing, what's yours, Zach? Stuffing. I mean, stovetop, homemade, doesn't matter. It's got to be crispy, though. I like it that way, but stuffing by far. Uh, I like mashed potatoes and gravy. I like cranberry sauce. I'm pretty easy when it comes to Thanksgiving, Chad. I like it all. I'll tell you what. My mother-in-law, she made a phenomenal candied yams thing today that just blew my mind. I'm not normally Mm. huge on on yams or sweet potatoes, but this was phenomenal. Uh, Holden Adams wants to know, good to see you, Holden, by the way, and hope you had a great Thanksgiving. Any news on Shelby and Ed Donatel, if they will play and coach this week? So Shelby is out of the woods in terms of he's good to go to be on the field and participate. Conditioning-wise, though, he's basically been on his, you know, on his rear end for a month. So it doesn't seem as if he's going to be able to get back into the saddle, so to speak, Zach, in time to play this game. Yeah. So it's going to – it's looking like anyway at this stage, he's going to end up missing four games due to due to the virus, which is just such a tragic thing for him in a contract year. Ed Donatel is still working back to full strength. He is participating, Zach, in the Zoom meetings that the team is doing right now and as, as best he can. But he was really uh, – you want to talk about being in the woods – Ed Donatel, the Denver Broncos defensive coordinator. What's up, Bobby? Happy Thanksgiving. He was actually hospitalized. Now, he's been out of the hospital for a while now, and he's back on his feet, but he's still getting there, and he's older. So it's going to take him time. I wouldn't expect either one of them, Zach, to kind of be in it this week. It's a it's a week 13 and yeah. beyond proposition for those two. 
Yeah, like you mentioned, it, it sucks for Shelby Harris in a contract year because he was performing better than he did last year, Chad. He was really vying for that multi-year contract that you and I both think he deserves and that whether it comes from the Broncos or another team, um, I think he's played his way into that. But these absences now, not being on the field, not making plays, not making sacks, not aiding what's become an elite Denver defense and attaching his name to that certainly hurts his personal value and of course, the Broncos defense overall. In terms of Donatel, he was always a figurehead. I, I like the guy and all. He's a good coach. But Fangio was running things, and the Broncos defense lately has been playing great. I hope Donatel is feeling better. But him not being on the sidelines or in the building much really hasn't affected the performance on the field. So that's a positive sign. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Zach, I was perusing. We'll get back to uh, the stream here in just a second. But I was perusing the uh, media release that the, the Broncos sent us this week, which always has cool little factoids. And, you know, this is what the TV broadcast crew gets and the guys that call the game on the radio. It's little factoids and historical little tidbits that you can kind of tuck under your hat as a as a play call or as a play by play guy or a, a guy calling the game and throw it out there when opportunity knocks. In this case, Zach, the second point here, we talked about this on last night's show that the Broncos are nine and two all time against the Saints, haven't lost to the Saints since '94. The second point, quarterback Drew Locke can become the first Broncos quarterback to win his eighth career start by his 14th game with the team. So you get back to the whole idea of QB envy. Right, and you think about oh, all these guys are putting up numbers, and look at what Kyler Murray's doing, and all these guys. It's actually Drew Locke, comparatively speaking, within the scope of history, and especially Broncos history, is still actually on quite the torrid pace, which is part of what explains, for example, we talked about this yesterday. John Elway saying, "I'm still excited about Drew. All these reps are only going to help him for the future." Talking about Drew in the future, that you know, within the context of. You know, taking away some of the some of the panic, taking away some of the emotion and the disappointment. Drew Locke has actually had a, a pretty productive start to his career as a Broncos quarterback. Yeah, I mean, 
on its face, it's nothing really too mind blowing. It means he went eight and six through his first fourteen games, pretty much, or he won. You know, he he had a a winning record through his first fourteen games. But on a bigger level, I think it proves to Broncos country that not only is he a work in progress, but he's a lot better than his play might you know, seem or he might show you guys with passing the eye test or not passing the eye test. Drew Locke has a long way to go. He's far from being a franchise cornerstone. He's far from being the guy for 2021 and going forward, but he has stacked victories. And that's one criticism about Justin Herbert, some other young quarterbacks. They have these stats, they have these touchdowns, but never amounts to victories. Meanwhile, Locke has upset a lot of good teams through his young uh, tenure as an NFL starting quarterback. It hasn't been pretty. It's been a team effort with the offensive line when that's come through in the running game and the defense. But he's done a lot as well to aid that process. And speaking from stats, and want to look at numbers and box scores, eight and six, setting that record, Chad, picking up eight wins. I, I think it's something that is worth lauding him for and not taking him down for. Dave from Georgia, good to see you, my friend. Appreciate you being in the stream and the support, as always. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. He says, who will Elway bring in to push Drew next year? Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. That's a good question. I Again, it really depends, in my opinion, Zach, on exactly how this season finishes. Because if it's just short of the mark and it's another 7-9, and 8-8 eight and eight type of season and they find themselves on the outside looking in, I think you just go out if you're John Elway. And you find yourself a Ryan a Ryan Fitzpatrick type of capable, competent, proven backup, not a Jeff Driscoll uh, who is now less experienced technically than Drew Locke is in terms of starting games in the league. You know, a guy like Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, who knows? I mean, we don't know how he's worked his way in in terms of uh, you know into the minds, the hearts and minds of the coaches, or even John Elway there. But a guy like that that has some proven starting experience. You know, we're not talking about going out and finding an ex Pro Bowler. Those guys aren't just chilling out on the street, but someone like that, you continue to build around Drew. You continue to let Drew be the guy, but you got to have a, a more competent and capable backup, a failsafe, because again, two years in the league, two significant injuries that cost him time. I, I, regardless, I think they're going to upgrade on Jeff Driscoll. If Drew Locke ends the season on the pace he showed uh, last week, the pace he showed in the second half of the Chargers game, I think they might go with just Brett Rippon behind him. Brett Rippon will be going into his third year. He has some experience. They know they can win with him if necessary. On the on the other hand, though, if Locke kind of bombs and falls on his face, I can see the Broncos acquiring either a fairly elite rookie or young quarterback and they, they second or third round pick, or maybe even a veteran backup. You mentioned uh, Fitzpatrick, someone like in the old days, Matt Moore with the Dolphins. He was always kind of in the background or like a Chase Daniel, a veteran, not making too much noise, but also way more competent than Jeff Driscoll because the Broncos have seen that Drew Locke might not be injury prone, but he's a little... You know, there's a trend forming with him now. They can't risk it all with no one that's tangible behind him. Good to see you, Chris. One of our superstars here in an MHH Mount Rushmore guy, 24-year veteran of the Air Force. And I got to tell you, one of the things I'm grateful for is this man's service. So love you, my friend. Good to see you. Happy Turkey Day to you as well. Thank you, uh, we Chris. got one here um, from Chase Wellner. Zach, he, good to see you, Chase. He says, despite the record, I'm glad Denver still has fight and believes in the coaches. Dallas is oozing with talent, but that atmosphere seems negative right now. Coaching. Mike McCarthy is just not a good coach, and there's a reason why. I was telling Chad this before we went on tonight. There's a reason why he was fired by Green Bay, and the Packers have gotten so much better since his departure. It starts with coaching, and he's not a right fit for that team. You can talk about the injuries, talk about the talent. Uh, the better coach, better record. Kenneth Booker, appreciate the super, my friend. He wants to know, Zach, and this is this is right up your alley for those of you who don't know. 
one of Zach's NFL jobs is also covering the Dallas Cowboys. And he knows the NFC East. So how many wins will it take <laughs> to win the NFC East, Zach? At this stage, six, you know, maybe seven. I mean, I think a six and 10 team right now, it's the Eagles. They're three, six and one. They're leading the division on November 26th. It's pretty sad. Washington now is four and I believe they're four and seven. So I think six wins over the, over the course of the next five or six games should do it. That division, though, regardless of who gets in, is going to be blown out of the playoffs in the first round. It's a really sad situation in the East. Jeff C., good to see you, my friend, one of our longtime superstars. He says, happy Thanksgiving, and to you as well, my friend. Locke's inability to be accurate with deep balls is concerning. Ain't going to cut it if he doesn't master it. Hashtag, it's a problem. Yeah, I would say it's a problem. You know, maybe it's an issue um, more so than a problem because it's just too erratic. It's not that we have yet to see him be accurate with the deep ball. We have. It's just not consistent. And that's the problem in the league. I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes. I mean, when he goes deep, it's on point. It's on target. And, you know, it's it's unfair to compare a guy like Drew Locke to to Patrick Mahomes, who's a unicorn. But nevertheless, it is something that he needs to work on. And I just think it's one of those things, if you were to talk to John Elway, if you were to talk to Vic, if you were to talk to Shermer, it's just one of those things that's going to come with more time on task. And fortunately, uh, since he returned from that shoulder, that's the one thing Locke has gotten in, in spades is time on task. They're continuing to feed him the, the starts and the reps. He comes back from that shoulder, though, then hurts his ribs. And that, again, it kind of affects his movement and his flexibility and what he can do with throwing the ball. And let me preface this by saying it's on Drew Locke. His accuracy has not been good enough. He has to hit those passes, especially wide-open ones like Fumagalli waving his hands. That being said, though, what Pat Shermer could do is not dial up a deep ball every other play, not start a series or end a series with a deep pass attempt. Why the Broncos looked so good last week, Chad, part of the reason why they used short and intermediate passes to set up the running game and vice versa. They really were playing to Locke's rhythm, getting the ball in the playmaker's hands. You don't always have to take the deep shot. You don't always have to score a touchdown on one play. If they play to drive and chew up clock and then get down to the red zone, that's the key to success. So it falls on lock, of course, but also good coaching to hide that inaccuracy. Zeus in the house. Good to see you, my friend. Really appreciate that super chat. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank you, Stan. And uh, give our best to, to you, to your family. <clears throat> we love you. We appreciate it. It's good to see you, my friend. And also the queen of MHH is in the house, Zach Christie. Yes. <clears throat> she says, happy Turkey Day. Hope you all enjoyed your day. Congrats on the news on a soon-to-be Broncos country member of the Jensen fan. That's right. Thanks for working on a holiday, guys. We all appreciate it. Yeah, in case you missed it, got a bun in the oven at uh, Casa Jensen. My wife is pregnant, and the baby is due sometime in in June, middle of June, something like that. So what that means is I'm going to be a 60-year-old dad at graduation. That's that's what my <laughs> future holds. But you know what? Seriously, all all kidding aside, you know we're, we're blessed, we're excited, and uh, can't wait. We don't know the gender yet. We'll know if we choose to know. That'll come around uh, de- December ish. But maybe Zach, we can do like a gender reveal on the podcast. I'm or saying, something. put it out there for some names. You know, do we name this kid if it's a boy? Is it Elway? Is it Locke? Jensen? Drew. <laughs> yeah. it Drew. Can't go with. Well, maybe Drew because my wife's brother's name is Drew. Uh, is it Tebow? Is it Peyton? You know, is it Atwater Jensen? These are the type of things that you guys need to start chewing up. Yeah. First of all, again, I mean, I've known personally for a little while now, but congrats, Chad. That's certainly amazing. Congrats to your wife and your family. And another member of hashtag state of being soon to be. 
Amen. Appreciate it, my friend, and appreciate all of you guys. All right, so we're sitting here at 720. We don't have a whole heck of a lot of time left. Um, John, are you able to do a share screen on Stu Meets? Get If you are, get that ready to go, and we'll, we'll grab Steven here on, on Stu Meets uh, Super Sticker. Good to see you. Vote Moose 80 on Twitter. Steve Baumgartner, longtime superstar. Happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. Appreciate everything you do in our community. All right, let me see. The stream just did a jump on me. I want to make sure it didn't skip any superstars. Um, Stu Meat, always bringing the super stickers. Appreciate that, my friend. Really means a lot to us, and uh, just your consistency is is something else. So thank you, my friend. Really appreciate you. And it's not moving. I don't know why, why the emoji is not moving in the share screen this time, but but the effect is uh, still there. So thank you, Stu. Appreciate you, Doc. Chad, um, right, de- yeah. debate over. Debate over. That's it. <laughs> That's what it's going to be, right? Zach. Zach but, Jensen. Yeah, but it's going to be Z-A-C-H. Are you cool with that, Zach? That's fine. Z-A-C-Z-A-K. <laughs> That's fine. All good. Be my we'll honor. see. I don't know. I'll have to talk to my wife and see, hey, let's. should we let the community name this child? I mean, that would be a pretty remarkable <laughs> thing. <laughs> don't think she'd jump for that. <laughs> she definitely wouldn't, but uh, I can be a persuasive cat, you know, when I want to be. This is the Overtime Podcast Network. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Poppy, really just blows us away every time she's in the stream. And we just, we appreciate you. We love you. She's the princess of MHH, and it's good to see you. I hope you had a thanks, uh, happy Thanksgiving as well, Bobby, and, and you stay safe as well. Yes. Thank you so much, Bobby. All right. We are sitting here at 721. I have to dip out at 730. So let's see what else is on everybody else's mind here. Um, let me see here. 
Zachary says on Facebook, don't sleep on Washington. I watched it tonight. Alex Smith looks sharp. McLaurin is, is balling. Gibson had his coming out party, and that oh, line is hitting its stride. That is, if they can keep that level of play, they can be scary. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see. First off, Chad, Antonio Gibson, we both wanted him in the draft. He, he's just an instant playmaker. And that Washington team, let me tell you something, talent deficient for the most part, Alex Smith, the quarterback, why are they winning? Coaching. Jonathan, good to see you, my friend. Are you on Twitter? I always look for you when we do our post-show shout-outs to the superstars on Twitter, and I still haven't been able to find an account. So if you're on Twitter, reach out, connect with us so that we can uh, thank you for your support. He says, thanks for taking holiday time to continue to do what you do. Appreciate that. My question is, do you hope ownership stays within the family, or will it be good to get someone from the outside? The spirit of Pat Bowen, I'm not sure, Zach, uh, you know, that that spirit of excellence and that, that being a winner and stopping at nothing to achieve greatness and just that vision as a leader. I'm not sure any of his children have that, to be frank. Brittany's a pretty on point woman. Like she's, she has impressed me. Like the way it, it was her job to kind of organize the whole CV protocol thing for this team leading into training camp and getting everything set up. And she, I mean, talk about extreme ownership and, and just extreme accountability. She did a great job. I, I would be open to seeing what she could do as the owner, but I'm very ambivalent on this topic. I, I'm, I, at this stage, I'm, I probably lean a little bit more toward turn the page, give it over to someone else, you know, bring in some, fresh blood, so to speak, at the ownership side and just see what happens. Stir it up. Yeah, I can honestly make the case both ways. I'd like for it to stay within the Bolin family and for the sake of what he wanted and his wishes. But on the other hand, there's so much squabbling, the infighting, that I wonder how much bias comes into play whoever Bolin does get the uh, the ownership status, whether it's Beth or whether it's Brittany. Whereas an, an outside owner, someone, a billionaire, let's say, a philanthropist, whatever, have no uh, no bias pure objective, uh, pure business, wants to make the Broncos better, no previous ties, no emotional investment. So either way, I can see it being a positive. Either way, I can see it being a negative. But either way, it has to be resolved soon, Chad, because the league is starting to get impatient. Definitely. Yep. And they can be staring down the barrel at some pretty hefty fines in the very near future if they don't get it resolved. So uh, we'll see. Cody Potter jumping in. Good to see you, my friend, a longtime superstar. Thank you, Cody. He says, to answer Dave a little bit about what Rivers as a veteran cube to answer Dave a little bit, what about Rivers? Talking about Philip Rivers as a veteran quarterback to Tudor Locke. It's crazy, I know, but he almost retired this year. And if he did uh, in 2021, if you talk to him in that McCown role, he might. Maybe. I think he would have a real hard time if he's going to be a backup quarterback for anybody choosing to do so for the Denver Broncos of all teams. Like, you know, sure, as a, as a longtime, arguably or possibly future Hall of Fame quarterback, we'll see. I'm not really making a claim there. I'm just saying he's probably going to be in the conversation at some point, even though he never won a Super Bowl and doesn't have too many Hall of Fame wins or uh, playoff wins. He's got Hall of Fame stats, and so I could see him eventually maybe getting in. He doesn't hate – I'm sure he hates the Chiefs and he hates the Raiders, but the team that really got his goat that he always – the rivalry with Broncos for the Chargers was always the Broncos. So I don't know. I'm not opposed to the idea. Zach of of Philip Rivers coming to Denver as a as a as a backup and is that to put to use to to use Cody's verbiage a tutor to to Drew Locke, but I just think you'd have to get Philip on that page and I'm not sure that would be very easy. 
I wasn't even taking into consideration his Chargers ties because now I just associate him with Indianapolis. But my my thing was, why would Phillip Rivers want to do that? Why would he want to come to a team that's a non-playoff team, well off the NFL map, and sit behind an inconsistent quarterback who he's arguably much better than? And also, if you sign Rivers, you're not signing him to be a backup. If you if you sign him, he's going to be the starter. And if you make him the number two, how many storylines, Chad? How many narratives? How many... You know, the fan controversies can come out between Team Phillip and Team Drew. So you don't do that. You don't, you don't pollute the waters with someone of that stature. You sign him to be the starter or you get another backup. And yes, David, you're right. <laughs> we got, we got, we got a, a recommendation for Beast. Maybe Buana Jensen. I don't know. Zach Jensen. We'll see. I don't know. I'll, I'll I like take it. it up with, with my wife here. But here's an appropriate question from Miller 707. <laughs> Zach, when are you going to get on that that horse, so to speak, and, and bring a, a new Kelberman into this world, Doc? It's going to sound really cliche, but I'm kind of focused on my career right now. That's really what I'm trying to do and trying to make waves in the professional world. So it's not a question I can answer. All right, guys. We're about out of time here. Uh, today's episode is, is very much, you know, not as much prep going into this show as we might normally, obviously, because we've been enjoying Thanksgiving and and we know you guys have as well. And even though the Broncos did practice today and we got a little media availability from uh, Vic Fangio, it's just, you know, it's it's kind of a quiet night, so to speak. And golly, just seeing the the, the passion in the community and the number of people that are in here with it. Yeah, maybe, maybe Stu. That's, that's not bad. From Zeus. Maybe Zeus Jensen, huh? Um, let me just check. Let me do one last round here on Vic Fangio, make sure I'm not forgetting something. So Mark Barron, right? He's he's getting activated off IR to go to the active roster, and that's done. Fangio was asked today, will Barron play after being activated from injured reserve? He said, quote, Zach, and then I want to throw this over to you. I wouldn't say the chances are high that he's going to suit up on Sunday at this point. So it's looking like the, it's going to be the same old, same old in terms of the linebackers responsible for covering, um, you know, running backs, tight ends, middle of the field. Josie Jewell, Alexander Johnson step on up against just a completely stacked New Orleans Saints offense. First of all, if y'all were depending on Mark Barron, that's on you guys. I mean, this is the wrap on the guy. He can't get on the field. He can't stay on the field. And anything the Broncos get, Chad, even if it's a tackle this season, is going to be a bonus. He's not their solution. He never should have been signed. He's not even a true inside linebacker. They have to go to war with who they have. I like Nigel Bradham, but obviously he's no longer in the picture. And Mark Barron, I'd be surprised if he's you know, gets healthy, let alone stays healthy. Also interesting, I want to leave this with you before we dip on out. Andy Janovich, former Denver Broncos six-round draft pick who was traded to the Cleveland Browns, leading the AFC in Pro Bowl votes at the fullback position. So good for good for Jano. Justin Simmons, I believe, I read this earlier today, if, if not the most Pro Bowl votes at safety, he's among the leaders. So there's a good chance Justin Simmons finally gets in and gets one of those Pro Bowls on his resume, Zach. You can argue whether he deserves it. You can argue whether it's an aim recognition. I think the only no-brainer Pro Bowler for the Broncos this year is Bryce Callahan. He's also an all-pro for what my money goes, uh, and Garrett Bowles. Those are the two, I think, locks that that have earned the Pro Bowl on merit. If Simmons makes it, he had a good play last week, but I think he's getting by a little bit on the name he's starting to create for himself. (laughs) Man, just seeing some of the suggestions here for for the baby name, it's blown me away. My wife will get a kick out of that. (laughs) Pat Jensen from Greg Smith. (laughs) I saw Jean-Claude Jensen. Jean-Claude, yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. 
All right, guys, we're going to dip on out of here for tonight. This is, you know, about half of the show we would normally do. But uh, you guys enjoy your night. Enjoy Thanksgiving. Thanks for spending some time with us here tonight. We've really enjoyed talking with you. And Zach and I were off for the rest of the week. But let not your hearts be troubled. We'll be back in the saddle on Sunday for the rapid reaction halftime stream in the middle of the game. And then, of course, we'll be back for the gut reaction immediately following Broncos Saints. Zach, any bold predictions before we dip on out of here for the game? And who, who are you picking in this? Um, as always, I'm going to tease that and save it for my article tomorrow. Um, I can't say I'm feeling great about a Broncos victory, uh, although I don't think it's going to be a Broncos blowout either way. My prediction is that the Broncos can really stifle, and I mean really hold, Taysom Hill and the Saints offense to negligible yards. I mean under 200 yards. I think that could be in the card Sunday. What the Broncos offense does after that remains to be seen. I'm feeling pretty – I'm feeling solid. And by that, I'm not necessarily predicting a, a Broncos win. We'll save it for the Mile High Roundtable tomorrow that will publish uh, around lunchtime, Friday, tomorrow. So stay tuned for that. Zach and I, our official predictions plus our, our score picks and all that, we'll have that for you then. Plus all the other MHH guys, they'll tender their their picks and predictions. So it will be a lot of fun. But, guys, we're going to dip on out. Thank you so much for joining us. One last thing before we go, make sure you are following the podcast on Twitter. And also at Huddle Up Pod, also the main account on Twitter at Mile High Huddle. Zach Kelberman at uh, Kelberman NFL, myself at Chad and Jensen. And yes, Ashton, thank you. Good reminder. Click those thumbs up, gang, before you dip on out. Really helps us out a lot organically. So thank you so much. And Zach, have a have a great finish to your Thanksgiving and, and Johnny Baby, John KMHH on Twitter, the producer, you as well, my brother. You too, Chad, and start to get a feel for those baby names. Start mulling it around in your head. And remember, Zach is the front runner. (laughs) Amen. A mile high salute to our super chat superstars tonight. Seriously, guys, we love you. We appreciate you more than we can say. And uh, we'll we'll talk to you again uh, Sunday. So have a great rest of your Thanksgiving, and we will see you this weekend. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promotes surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. 
Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal.